dare you? How dare you destroy my photographer? You idiot! Did I kill some of your people, Marno? I can't remember. We have an arrangement. Don't pretend you mourn here, Doctor. I know you. Why him, you monster? Why not the script girl? <laughs> the script girl. I'll eat her later. <laughs>
you know what? We're we're just due for sometimes we're not good at our our jobs. Here. We're due for one of those every now and then. You yeah. can't be you can't be as perfect as we normally are. In fact, all wait, the time. what's today? The twenty seventh. The twenty seventh. We're due for one tonight. Actually, oh, great. <laughs> this episode's gonna suck. Um. So oh. yeah, uh, what have you been up to, bud? <clears throat> oh, besides, <clears throat> what is this grimace? What's oh. happening? Whiskey just went down the wrong tube, <laughs> and that did not feel good at all. <laughs> Pardon, I'm just dying for a second. Is it in your lungs? <laughs> it's like, it, it didn't go all the way down my lungs, but it went down like just the top of the tube, so it's like burning in the top of my esophagus. As much as drowning would suck, drowning in whiskey would suck even more, Oh, God, huh? yeah. Especially if you feel like a paper cut. Oh. You'd feel that more than you'd feel your, your throat burning. Why would you have a paper cut in your I'm throat? Just, no, no, like I'm <laughs> on your finger. Oh. <laughs> whiskey doesn't burn that much in a tiny little cut, does it? I think it does. I'm looking to see if I have any cuts. I almost had a pretty big cut uh, in the form of a tree trunk going through my fucking face earlier. Nice. <laughs> I was just on a whim for some reason. Uh, talk about prioritizing my my time and and my uh, my activities. I had yet to watch the second movie for this this week, mm-hmm. and I'm out in my front yard helping my neighbor do something, and then I just suddenly start cutting huge branches out of my tree because that's what I do. As you do. And there were, there were a couple that were about probably nine or ten feet long, and they're pretty unpredictable when they bounce when they hit the ground. And just as my neighbor from two doors down was driving by, this one fell, and it had a lot of like springy branches at the top end that hit the ground and it shot back at me. <laughs> Almost hit me right in the face. So you weren't like on a ladder holding a chainsaw, were you? No, I just had you know the extension pole with the. With the uh, little deal on it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I watched a video not too long ago of a guy. He was he's up on a huge extension ladder up against the trunk of a tree, and he's just cutting a, tr- a branch right at the base. You know, a huge a huge branch that could be a, its own tree sure, in sure. its own right. Cuts cuts the branch or whatever. Doesn't do a bottom cut. So as the you know it takes it, it just rips the bottom oh, part yeah. off, and it swoops around and just nails him right off the top of the extension I've seen ladder. That one. Oh my god. I don't know how I that think, dude didn't die. I think it was on a funny video compilation. I'm like, the one that I saw, that's not funny. The one that I saw, and I'm sure there's more than one, but the one that I saw, the dude, I'm fairly certain he landed on his chainsaw because they both went in the exact same direction. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that clothing that's chainsaw proof? I'm Let's not ta- try it. I'm not talking about like chain mail or armor or anything. Have you seen that? I have not. No. It's like pants that you can get uh, that. They're made. They're made from like millions of these little. Uh, um, what's the, what's the bullet? Uh, Kevlar. Kevlar. Okay. I think it's made out of like Kev, Kevlar. Kevlar threads. One more, one more time. Kevlar threads woven together, and the guy who invented these things is so serious about it that he actually puts them on and shows you with a real chainsaw. And he goes, "Yeah, you can't, you can't hurt me with the chainsaw." And wow. It, and the threads are so fine that when they tear away, they instantly jam up the the chain. Hmm. Like within point zero zero one seconds. So it's not, so it's it's not that they can't get cut through. It's just that there's so many of them, they gum up the chain. Right. The the pants are completely destroyed when they get hit with the chainsaw, but it's better than, you know, chopping your leg off. Eh, is it, though? I'm just sure saying, they're expensive just pants. Ask, just ask Leatherface. They probably are pretty expensive. <laughs> just saying. It's like that saw stop thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the thing about the saw stop is I would be I would be replacing it within the first few days because I would do the hot dog test. Oh, is it only <laughs> is it only good for one? You have to replace like the entire brake. Really? 
and the triggering mechanism. I don't think I knew that. I thought it was like a. Oh no! It completely like no. When it happens, it ruins it. So it's. I know this because I'm smart, and also fucking Brian is thinking about getting one. (laughs) He should. (laughs) He probably should. He one hundred percent (laughs) should. Listen, my brother. Knows, knows his way around a workshop, and he almost cut his damn thumb off. Oh, those were some so, amazing pictures. Yeah. Those should have been on that uh, Miss Ann Jemmy site. They they were those kind of pictures. Yeah, if you've never heard gnarly. of the Miss Ann Jemmy Instagram page, uh, if you're super squeamish, <laughs> then I definitely recommend you yes. check it out. User, user, <laughs> user be warned. Uh, there's some gnarly shit on there. Really gnarly shit. But uh, it's pretty cool if you like looking at gnarly shit. Yeah. If you're the kind of person that that thinks a, a good Friday, Saturday night is watching the uh, Discovery <laughs> Health Channel when they're uh, showing like live surgeries and stuff, like if that's your idea of a good Friday night, you'll love that picture. I used to watch those <laughs> with my mom all the time. <laughs> I used to watch them with your wife. At, or what? Whoa. I did though, literally. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> it's uh, you can't say I watched something with your wife without it ever sounding dirty. That's, you know, that's that's true. So what you been up to, man? Uh not uh, not a whole lot, man. It's uh, a little bit of a shorter week. We're recording on a Thursday tonight, so. Uh, yeah, sorry about usually that. Usually, I do all of my fun stuff on Thursday nights, so I I, I have very little to report. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not wearing your lounge kilt. I could have. <laughs> I, I can put it on if you want. We have breaks. I mean, <laughs> now that you've now that you've broken it in in front of me, I'm I'm not gonna, you know. Oh, trust me, it's been broken in plenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's the couch and the counter and the oh, chair. Okay. Yeah, don't ever eat off my counter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a pickle off it the other day. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like honestly, it's uh, it's been kind of a oh hey, hey here's something we did what. We're launching a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. We did something super important this week, and we almost forgot about it. As if you didn't already have enough of us I know, right? in your so, life. So this is something that we've talked about uh, a lot over the last probably year, more so. Um, every now and then we'll mention that we had ideas for starting a YouTube channel and uh, start to maybe get into some video content or some YouTube-only shows. And uh, one of the ones that we've had kicking around the old, the old noggin for a long time is a show called Trailer Trashed. Yep. It's exactly what it sounds like. We're getting trashed. And watching trailers. Off trailers. Tra- trailer, trailers, not trailers. <laughs> trailers. <laughs> trailers. This is a really good ad for it. I'm already trashed. Um, yeah, no, so we're going to take... Too much, just watch some trailers. And <laughs> so we're going to take three to four trailers a week, uh, new releases for that week. Um, hopefully it'll be a weekly show. There's not going to be any set date, but we're going to hopefully do it weekly. Yeah. If not bi-weekly, but hopefully weekly. Sure. And um, yeah, we're just going to do a little commentary on some trailers and give our thoughts on uh, on most of them we, hadn't, we haven't seen before. Um, no, here's the problem, though. What's that? Uh, so when we sat down to do the video, we, we decided that since we drink beer on this, we'll probably drink whiskey and stuff on Trailer Trashed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we sat down and during the, like, through, throughout the recording of Trailer Trashed, we probably each had two glasses of whiskey. Maybe. Yeah. During the recording that, yeah. But then. We we also had one before we started. Yeah. But then we ended. (laughs) We ended the the video and then proceeded to drink like five more. Yeah, and this was yeah. on Tuesday. Tu- yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. So Tuesdays for for <laughs> polishing off bottles, apparently. So if we're gonna keep doing trailer trashed, uh, we gotta have a rule of like two <laughs> drinks a piece a night, and that's it. Something like that. <laughs> Otherwise, I... it's gonna get real expensive. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all my booze we'll be drinking. So mm. hey, um, to be fair, 
I bought you that bottle That's of booze true. that we drank that night. That's so. true, you did. Um, but anyway, though, yeah, so that'll be coming uh, in the next week. I am uh, I am diligently teaching myself <laughs> Adobe Premiere. Yeah, hopefully once Mike... Uh, here, I, hold on. Can I pay you a compliment? Um, you can pay me. Without it being too awkward. Uh, the fact that you have been able to... Hold on. No, no, no. Put it, put it away. This isn't, this isn't this, <laughs> that kind of compliment. The fact that you've been able to pick up on on the recording software here to keep our show going after our uh, fabulous J-Raj left us. Our fabulous J-Raj. Fabulous J-Raj. And the fact that you're teaching yourself Premiere and you you were also <laughs> asked by one of our friends who does video editing for uh, uh, for a living how you are doing certain things <laughs> in those videos. YouTube videos, man. I'm telling you. It's pretty amazing, man. It's like about it's, YouTube. It's really cool. I, I, like, I appreciate the amount of work that you put into all this shit. Yeah, because, I, and then somewhere within that, you managed to make a new logo for my, <laughs> for my part of my business with the uh, horror I'm, wallets I'm, today. I'm also making our buddy fucking Brian a logo for his new venture. He can go to hell. He can go to hell. Yeah. I'm also in the middle of making a poster for a concert coming up for another person. You are? Mm-hmm. What concert? Uh, it's a charity thing. Uh, they're having a bunch of bands uh, record live sets. No no crowd. Oh, they're is just that the recording. thing that you were talking yeah. about at the, yeah. uh, uh, what's what's that theater? In- the Shores Theater. Shores Theater. It's under renovation right now, so it's just basically a completely empty room. It but, sounds uh, cool. Yeah. Sounds they're having like a, a cool bunch deal. of bunch of... Modern Detroit bands cover a bunch of older Detroit band songs, and they're gonna raffle or or do some charity selling or something. I don't know what it hmm. is, but right on. Yeah, I got projects, man. Hey, I'm man. S- not I'm not stacking. Are you getting pay- paid for all these? I mean, nothing. <laughs> not a single thing am I getting paid for. Why are you not charging people for your services? Because that's me. <laughs> that's that's silly because, of you. Man. Because that's me, James. Stop being stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if anybody wants to pay me to do actual work, I'll stop working on your shit for sure. I'm going to pay you for the work that you did for me today, because I'm not a piece of shit. No, you don't. Um, anyway, though, uh, so I guess I have been busy the last week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I said that I haven't been. Um, I, I like learning uh, I like learning these programs. Though. Like I've been using Photoshop for so long that my mind kind of works, I think, in those ways, like, even though they're completely different programs. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do tend to pick up on it sort of quickly, I guess. Yeah. But you know, you it's do. You a lot, though. Do. I was telling you earlier, it's like I'm using Reaper keyboard shortcuts on... Premiere and I'm using <laughs> Premiere shortcuts in Photoshop and Photoshop. It's like three different programs worth of of keyboard shortcuts. You're just twisting knots in your brain and then trying to follow each one. This is why I drink so much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep them all lubricated so they don't knot up. Don't drink too much while you're learning the programs because then you'll only ever be able to use them drunk. You'll be like the uh, the drunken master. It's on. It's honestly not a problem. That's. <laughs> It's not a problem. Fine. <laughs> so anyway, though, uh, I next paid, week... I paid this asshole for quality <laughs> quality editing, and what is this? Uh, yeah, next week you can expect that at some point in time. We'll put, in a, uh, we'll put an actual ad out for it the day before or something like that, you know, so you guys can expect it. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you want to go try to find uh, the Buzzkill podcast on YouTube and give us a subscribe, yeah, do that. There's no videos, but there will be. There will be. There will be. You're finally going to be able to see our... Our beautiful faces. Beautiful faces. (laughs) Not that you asked for. After years of... I was going to take it a different direction. After years of people begging (laughs) to see our faces. I think we're we're talking to different people. (laughs) I'm just talking about my wife Mm. and my my mom. They both love my face. I don't know what your problem is. They do. Like, more than mine. Which is odd. 
kind of hurtful too, but whatever. Uh, speaking of things that are hurtful, I am personally hurt when we get things wrong on this show, and then, so then are so many doing others. It? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so let's get into some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, um, what do you got? Uh, I don't think I noticed too much in the first... I only listened to, like, the first hour, so that means I only got about 15% of the way through the episode. <laughs> well, I got a couple of things here. Okay. Uh, I saw that Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection were part of the same... or were not a part of the same timeline. They are. Okay. Those 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 two actually do go together. So on that H two O and Resurrection, yeah. So okay. on that triple feature thing I was bitching about last week, I said e- they're all parts of different um, timelines. Yeah, two out of the three are part of the same. Still doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, and then I also said that um, Morgan Creek has had the rights. Morgan Creek is doing the uh, the reboot of The Exorcist. Womp womp. Yeah. And um, I had said that they had had the rights uh, the entire time. Morgan Creek has only had the rights to The Exorcist since Exorcist three. So they started off with a bang. Yeah. They've just shit the bed <laughs> sloppily for the last... <laughs> for the Actually, you know what? That's a lie. Because I actually liked... We liked one of the beginning movies. Yeah, what was the... There was Exorcist, the, be, the, the beginning, beginning, and then... And then uh, uh, f- uh, Exorcist, um, fuck. What's wasn't it called? Like Prophecy or something. No. What the fuck Dominion. 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 Wait, um, but weren't those the... Isn't that the two that were basically, they're basically the, the same, same movie. movie? They made one, and then they basically remade the entire movie yeah. with half of the same actors. That was a weird... It's a bizarre yeah. two movies. Yeah. Really weird. Uh, but then they also did the Exorcist TV show that I was a huge fan of, and it was fantastic. So they really didn't so they, shit they, the bed then. They did not shit the bed very sloppily, like I said. So, correction. Live. <laughs> Still not excited for a reboot, though. <laughs> Real-time correction. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. Oh, baby. Three hours and only two corrections? That's it. Watch out for I mean, us. In all fairness, though, the rest of our episode was about opinions, and you can't really get opinions wrong. Your opinions are wrong all the time. You know what, James? <laughs> I can feel the fish. We, we had a two-hour discussion about how your opinions are wrong a couple nights ago. <laughs> oh, that was after we drank too much whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so... Um, Anyway, this week we are talking about two. So our our uh, our, our title is a craft service nightmare. Uh, it's because we watched two movies about making movies, right? Uh, so, and anybody who knows uh, movie set lingo knows that craft services is where you go to get your munchies, That's right? Where you get your food, uh, and then also it's the, the best part of any movie set. Also, the uh, antagonists in both of these movies are uh, things that eat people. So it kind of works on, you know, several different very, levels. It's very clever, James. So, A Craft Service Nightmare. We watched um, Shadow. Shadow of the Vampire mm-hmm. and One, One Cut, Cut of, the of the Dead. I was going to get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason that I picked... What, 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 what did I pick here, James? So I'm actually really excited about this because <laughs> I've been meaning to pick up some of this lately because it's... It's delicious. We have drank this before. Mm-hmm. Not on the uh, show, but... Not on the well, show. Well, technically, I think we have drank it on the show, but it wasn't for... Yeah, it wasn't for the it show. Wasn't for the show. So this is Pabst Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. Yes. <laughs> the reason that I chose this... Um, I've I've had the privilege of working on some movie sets in my day. Oh, and, uh, right? And um, one of the things that is a must on every movie set that I have ever been on is a virtually unlimited supply of hot coffee. Oh. Because it just keeps people going. Like, 
you need it. Like you go on like any of the sets that I've been on, it's not a proper day if at the end of the day you don't have an entire garbage bag filled of empty coffee cups. Yeah. From people just like take having one and then finishing it and putting it down somewhere and then grabbing a new one. You just get one of those. Five minutes later. You just get one of those big like steel drums the that you brew the ca- yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that's why i chose this you know, lots okay. of coffee on sets. yeah man that's uh that's good all right so paps blue ribbon hard coffee is five percent alcohol by volume this is the original paps blue ribbon hard iced coffee with a dash of milk this java brew balances a rich creamy blend with a whipped vanilla flavor mm. you know it's funny I finally redid the, uh, not finally, but for our 200th episode, I decided to do a little bit of rebranding on our uh, socials, mm-hmm. made some new banners and this and that, and uh, our new tagline that I came up with is, horror movies, craft beer, and dick jokes. <laughs> Pretty much sums up our show to a T. Yeah. 201, we're already not drinking craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That means we just have to amp up the dick jokes. That's all. You might, off, you might be off, a little, offset one with the other. This might be a little hard, but... Because uh, <laughs> of dicks. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, bud. Mm. Killing the entire can. Wow. Wow, James. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, my God. That's good. Could you kill the whole can? No, there's like... <laughs> there's like a little sip left. <laughs> Jesus. It's only 5%, Mike. Who cares? It's like shotgunning a beer. That's more than this. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, crap. I, I, might, be... I want to say a Bud Light is 4.5. Oh, no. I might be getting drunk then. <clears throat> no, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that is delicious, though. 4.2% alcohol oh, by yep. volume. So there you the, go. Uh... So this is more than that. Yeah. Uh, these are so good, dude. They are delicious. It's like, hard to believe that there's alcohol in them. Don't let the the good old PBR if you're not if you're not a PBR fam. Don't let the blue oh. ribbon oh, sh- yeah. uh, sway you from this. It yeah, is do, so good. Do not sleep on this. This is fucking delicious. Like it's it's like a dessert in it's a can. A, it's it's like a breakfast. It's like a breakfast. It's like a breakfast. <laughs> it's like a breakfast and a dessert. <clears throat> See, my in laws are the type of people who, when you go to their house for dinner, they offer you coffee mm. after after dinner and uh Those are my kind of people yeah i love that um and this is this is a dessert coffee mm-hmm. not unlike the coffee we drank last night we're i got gonna, we, i've been getting into the co- the craft coffee game here we're getting a we're getting a sponsorship from them if it kills me dude i'm trying I'm trying. We got drinking on the show more for a what, bit. But what was the what was the uh, so uh, the name of the company? Not that we're getting paid for this or anything, but the <laughs> name of the company is Bones, Bones Coffee Company. You've probably seen them online. Yeah, um, I've seen them for a long time. I've just I've never plunged because it's a little bit expensive. But the bags themselves aren't terrible. But when you factor in shipping and all that stuff, it's they're they're a little bit expensive. But we're gonna tag team and get free shipping. We're gonna. Ta- that's not the first thing we've tag teamed, but, right? But correct. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're always paying for it too. <laughs> Every time, um, no. The one that we had the other night was um, it was called uh, "From Dusk Till Donuts." From a, du- <laughs> a play off of "From Dusk Till Dawn," of and uh, it's coffee that legitimately 
has hints of jelly donuts in it. Oh, it's so good. And it's so good. It's like it's not overpowering. It's just very it's very slight, but it's enough to where it's a good dessert coffee. Like yeah. end of the night kind of coffee. Yeah, we drank uh as we were watching Shadow of the Vampire last night, we drank coffee <clears throat> instead of coffee. Coffee <laughs> instead of uh instead of booze. Because we needed a little bit of a break yeah, after right. Tuesday. My liver, my liver was none too happy. <laughs> say that much. But it was delightful. It was, it was very good. good. What's the other one that you have? A the white other one that I have one? is the uh, it's the dude from. Uh, oh that's God. another reason why I like this company is because they do a lot of movie plays. Yeah, or plays off of movies. Yeah, and uh, so this one was off of uh, the Big Lebowski, and it's a white Russian flavored coffee bean. Which come on, oh. and I don't put shit in my coffee because I'm not a pussy. <laughs> It's as simple as that. So if there's going to be any flavors in my coffee... Our apologies to anybody. It's coming from the bean. Our apologies to anybody who puts stuff in their coffee. You're a pussy. (laughs) Listen, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry. There's no two ways about it. I drink black coffee. I do. But on occasion, because uh, I love coconut, and because it's what my, my wife drinks as well... There is a, co- a a coconut cream, coffee creamer from Coffee Mate, and it is delightful. I'm not saying that it's not delightful. What I am saying is that on occasion, <clears throat> you're a pussy. Hold on, wait, hold on, <laughs> wait, wait. I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna call bullshit on this because when you go to Tim Hortons and you get a double double, yes you do. No, I do not. Yes you do. No, I do not. It's black coffee and two shots of espresso, and that is it. No. Yes. I do not get. I don't put anything white in my coffee. I'm gonna, I'm gonna on kill you. On purpose, at least. I don't know what they do in the back. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you because I'm pretty sure you said. Nope, dude. Oh, when I get, when I get, oh, it was Carney. When I get frozen, uh, uh, frozen no. cappuccino, no, no, no. Uh, or iced cappuccino, I don't even get the whipped cream on that. No, yeah, you're you're right. Then, it was then, then again though, there is cream in an iced cappuccino. It I was that, it was but. our buddy Carney because I sent him because I'll send snaps about Tim Hortons and how amazing it is sometimes because Tim Hortons is sure is the business right, uh, and Carney told me a double double from Tim Hortons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two sugars, two creams. I I like my coffee. Although I like coffee black. Double double from Tim Hortons. I prefer my coffee the way I prefer my men. Mm. That's it. Hot and black. Hot and black. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Hey, man. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's a preference. Um, no, I, I I do like black coffee though. Like I uh, I I used to I used to drink coffee. Which is a weird coffee tangent we're going on. Whatever. I used to drink coffee. Uh, if if my coffee didn't taste like hot chocolate, I wasn't doing it right. So much cream, so much sugar. Yeah. It's, I, I had to when I first yeah. started. I, I didn't understand what coffee was. I just knew that it was warm. And like in the winter, it was nice to drink. Yeah, like yeah. that's all I knew. And my brother from a, from a young age, like he uh, he's started getting me on black coffee, and he's just like, I like my coffee to taste like coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I drink it. And I'm like, there's a lot of sense to be had in that. Yeah, but it's but like, I didn't like it though. But I it's couldn't... like saying I like my beer to taste like beer. Like I like my beer to taste like beer too. But every once in a while, I like it to taste like papaya. That's fine. <laughs> you know, that's no different. <laughs> but that's no different than uh, than than making your beans taste like something you don't put cream in your beer you don't put pieces of papaya in your beer you do that in the brewing process i have mixed my beer with monster before <laughs> gross oh it was fantastic budweiser oh, and monster you know actually, forget about it man actually no i that's that's i can't see anything that because fucking brian and i had a drink oh yeah uh, oh, towards the, the king towards the king, towards the king. 
And it was delightful. 40 a King Cobra, you drink about a quarter of it down, then you pour in a giant can of uh, of Red Bull. Mm. Oh, it's that was del- good. It's delightful. It was really good. It'll fuck you up and your heart just gets confused as hell, but it's good. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> anyway, though, craft coffee, good stuff. Get into it if you're not. Um, all right, shall we? Uh, yeah. What are we, what are we shelling? Um, <laughs> James. I forget. That's what we're drinking. Oh. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. I almost stole it from you. <laughs> Um, the only bad thing about these PBR hard coffees yeah. is that they only come four to a pack. Yeah, and they, they disappear very quickly. They do. Uh, on that note, I could use another one. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, to go back to the, uh, to the coffee rant. Yeah. To, uh, you know, not to get back into it. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. Ooh. Uh, you got to switch to pour over, dude. Yeah, I know. Like I know, like people For, might make fun of it. it's kind of bougie, but like I I switched to pour over coffee because I, the machines I think give my wife's my wife headaches. Yeah, I I'll use and, a machine uh, for regular like my like my favorite coffee in the world. Even though I'm drinking like nice bougie coffee now, like my favorite coffee is Cadillac. Cadillac is the shit you get in the dive fucking uh, uh, the, the the dive diner bar. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. I, I used to go to used to be a place down the corner. 24-hour diners always have the best coffee. It's Cadillac coffee. That's Damn, why. Damn, dude. Uh, we started getting it at my work years ago at my request. Yeah. Because the place where I used to get it from, Linda's Place, a yeah. little diner down the street from us here, uh, they closed down a number of years ago, and that's what they used to serve there. And so I convinced my work to open an account with uh, <laughs> with Cadillac coffee. <laughs> and so now I you just, just steal it? I just steal it from work and that's get awesome. free coffee all the time. Um, stealing I hope from nobody. The, I hope nobody from my work listens to this. Stealing from the Catholic Church, Michael. Um, honestly, <laughs> like they haven't stolen from. <laughs> how many lives did they steal in the Crusades? Oh, huh? Oh, wow. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Getting heavy and historical. Fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> offensive. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You believe what you want. Anyway, um. Anyway, speaking of meeting Jesus, somebody yeah. did die this week. <laughs> oh my god! The perfect segue. <laughs> there even ever I, was okay, one. Even I feel bad about that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this individual would probably appreciate that. So. I hope so. I, I truly hope so. Um, you might not know him by name, but rest in peace this week to uh, Joe Ruby. Uh, passed away at the age of seven or eighty-seven years old. Ruh-roh. Dyslexia. Um, Joe Ruby is best known for co-creating the single greatest cartoon of all time and horror's greatest childhood gateway vehicle Mm. in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I I cannot explain to you how many hours I spent on the, sitting in front of the fucking tube when I was a young lad watching Scooby-Doo. Same, except I did it in front of a TV. I didn't. What did I say? <laughs> the tube. It was the just tube. a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched hours upon yeah. hours upon hours of old classic Scooby Doo. Yeah. I even loved like pup named Scooby Doo and like the new Scooby Doo adventures. I loved yeah. it all. Like I was just so into it. And it was, and it's the perfect, like I said, gateway vehicle into horror when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all the spookiness and the supernatural and the and everything else. And there's you know, it always ends up being just you know the groundskeeper willie or whoever it is but like <laughs> it didn't matter it was such an amazing 
TV show. Yeah. And there's a reason that it has never gone away. Like even that original run mm-hmm. is still, they just put out a new brand new Blu-ray side of it when that awesome castle packaging, which I still want to, or haunted house packaging yeah. that I still want to get. Um, yeah, that, that just came up within the last year, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's still it's still on the tips of people's tongues. Um, Joe Ruby also did the animated sequence in Child's Play oh, from 1988. He, really? he was the one that was behind that. And then they I think they subsequently replayed it in Child's Play 3. But um, but yeah, he uh, he did that as well. So he guys definitely ingrained into horror. Cool. So uh, yeah, rest in peace, Joe Ruby. They did not say what he passed away from, but he was 87 years old. So could have been, honestly, anything. You know, just being old. Book is open when you're in, in an old book. <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> cool metaphor, man. <laughs> I got him. Just rolling off my tongue. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of things dying and then coming back to life. Whoa. Segway. Yeah. Fangoria lives again. Oh, okay. Uh, so the brand that came under fire earlier this year uh, because of the whole Sinistate thing and them protecting. Uh, predators and the whole deal. There was a there was, look it up. Look it up if you want to look it up. It's it was a whole deal. I'm not going to get into it all here. Did they protect though? I don't. They turned a blind eye. Like they knew about it. They did. Yeah, that was part of the reason that everything came to a light is because the dude. There was a producer that was taking advantage of of yeah, female remember, talent or whatever. I remember all this. That guy's and a piece the of guy shit. that ran Cinestate though, like knew it. Like, oh. and they turned a blind eye to it and continued working. You mean the with guy his, who ran, ran uh, runs Fangoria? The owners of Sin- well, Sinistate was the company that owned Fangoria, and it was the dude that start- that founded, I believe, Sinistate. Okay. Yeah, look at. I'm not going to get into this. And I'm not yeah, going to yeah, use this as a correction fine, for next week. Um, if you want to know more about it, just look it up. Um, <laughs> however, uh, Tara Ansley, who is uh, the CEO of Wonderwall Wonderwell Entertainment, uh, and a producer on uh, Tragedy Girls, okay. which I've never actually seen, but I've heard good things about it. And then uh, a guy named Abby Goal. I, I couldn't find out much information about Abby Goal other than he is like a financier. I don't know what he's done, if he even is in movies, but he has money and he finances things. Sounds like a fake person. I, very well could be. Abby Goal. That's fake. He he could be a prince from overseas and has a whole like a million dollars he needs to put in your bank account. <laughs> just, for all I know, <laughs> just a million dollars. <laughs> for all I know, point is though, uh, they partnered up and they purchased the brand uh, from Sinistate. They also got okay. Gorehound Magazine, oh. and there was one other one that I can't think of what it was off the top of my head. Um, however, um, Fangoria will continue their quarterly pressings as they've been doing uh, since the relaunch a couple years ago. Cool. Uh, uh, the podcast um, network is going to be relaunched in 2021. No idea if any of the podcasts are going to come back. You know, you had uh, Mick Garris's podcast, you had the movie Crypt, you had a whole bunch of other stuff that was on that network. Yeah. No word if they're going to return, um, but I suppose if it's under new management, they could. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? That remains to be seen. But it is, it is it's good to hear that Fangoria is, um, it lives through everything. It's like a fucking, it's like the vampire of, of horror brands. It just doesn't die. <laughs> Even when you put a stake in it, it doesn't <laughs> die. So that's pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, finally, a proper horror version. We've talked about this before. The proper horror edition of Trivial Pursuit oh. is finally available. It is for sale now for the ripe cost of $44.99. That's steep. It's a bit steep, I agree. Um, they released the, 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 We'll call it the the travel like uh, subpar version a few years back, which was dog shit. Yeah, it was six hundred questions, no board, no pieces. It was just cards yeah. and a die, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. Um, 
Now, the new one, though, full board, the pie pieces and all that, and 1,800 questions. Okay. So more than double. So that's pretty awesome. Hopefully they're better questions. I hope so, too. The questions in the travel one were not good. I Listen, it wouldn't shock me if they just did an additional, like, 800 cards to those cards. If you did that, we will know, and we will kill you. Oh, can I say that? I would not say that. Disclaimer, we're not actually going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) But what if they turn up dead now, James? Wasn't good us. Good job. Good job. You or was it? <laughs> um, anyway, though, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. If you want it, you can get it through the Trivial Pursuit website, and I'm assuming all other retailers, I have to imagine. Sure. Maybe not, though. It's the horror version. They always get the shaft, so maybe you can only get it online. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, let's see here. Even though we just finished our Texas Chainsaw Massacre series on the show, the actual film series is still chugging along uh, okay. with the now in production. Get it? Chugging? Like a chainsaw? Chug, 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 chug. That's not. It's good. I mean, when you say chugging, I think of a train or drinking beers. Texas train saw massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Just kills people with pieces of a locomotive, I guess. I don't know. Um, the, the now in production, new entry to the series, which is yet again another sequel to the original. Okay. Just, Th- this series is so fucked up. Um, stop. Now, there was, there was some good hope, though, because this movie was being produced by Evil Dead and Don't Breathe uh, director Freddy Alvarez. Oh. He was producing this new uh, movie. Okay. Unfortunately, not all well. Not all was well in Texas, uh, as it's being reported that after just one week of shooting, directors Ryan and Andy Tohill have left the project. Why? Um, so this is this is what um, I got this news from. I believe it was bloody disgusting. I had read another report that said they were taken off the project because dailies were coming in from the first week of shooting yeah. and the producers did not like what they were seeing really like, at all they just they didn't like it they were not fans of what they were doing and they removed them from the project so i don't know if they quit or if they were asked to leave to save face or what it was huh. but there's definitely a dispute and they even say that they left for creative reasons mm. so like there's something happened and it sounds like the studio and the producers are actively replacing them so, okay. so that sucks. It's another another episode of a hot mess in Texas. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, let's see. Your Resident Evil fans are going to be happy to hear uh, that the long rumored episodic series has finally officially been announced and uh, will be on Netflix. Uh, this follows. If you're a fan of the uh, the series, there's a character called Whisker, and uh, the series is going to revolve around Whisker's children, apparently going back to Raccoon City. Okay. So. Hey, different perspective from the series, not the same one that we've been getting for the movies and the games. Yeah. Um, I'm all about it. It's, it's Resident Evil, so yeah. I'm going to love it. Yeah, that sounds cool. Also announced this week, and this is completely out of left field, it looks like um, Michael Crichton's 1987 novel turned 1998 movie, Sphere, is getting adapted into a TV series on HBO by West Westworld showrunner Denise Fay. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm totally into that. I have no idea how they're going to turn that into a series. Yeah. But if it's underwater, I'm in. Like, I love, <laughs> like, my one of my favorite shows of all time was Sequest. <laughs> it was like Star Trek in the ocean, and it was amazing. <laughs> with the dolphin with the thing on his Fuck head? Fuck yes. <laughs> was Jeremy Brandis in that? Uh, Jonathan Brandis. Or Jonathan yep. Brandis? Yeah. He was in that, yeah. 
Yep, Jonathan Brandis. I think that was the last thing that he was in before he committed suicide. Actually, was it? Might have been. I think huh. he committed suicide shortly after that series ended. Wow. But uh, yeah, he was great in it. Um, uh, Roy Scheider was in it. Uh, it was great. Loved it. I remember. I love underwater stuff. I, I remember. Wa- I I can remember watching the very first episode of that. Like, I'm not going to describe it because it would get boring, but I mm-hmm. actually remember my, like, I have a very vivid memory of sitting down and watching the first episode of Sequel. I would watch it every single Sunday with my family. <laughs> Did you? Yep. Every Sunday. It was like a family gathering every week. We all <laughs> loved it. Um, so anyway, that's very exciting, though. I love Sphere. Sphere is like one of my, one of my favorite, like, underwater sci-fi movies. I know <clears> that's kind of a weird subgenre, but there's quite a few of them. And Sphere has always been up top of my list. Sam Jackson is fucking fantastic in that movie. Um, and what's his name? Uh, Hoffman. Hoffman, yeah. yeah. Fucking Hoff. Not, no, not that Hoff. Not, not, not that one. That would be great, though. Not the Hoff. The other, <laughs> the other Hoff. The, the Hoffman. Anyway, James, uh, what's new on Blue? Well, let me tell you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan Milot and Carrie Murnion's 2020 blood-soaked Teen angst fueled Nazi beatdown. Becky, starring Lulu Wilson, Joel McHale, and a decidedly less cuddly version of Kevin James, will hit DVD and Blu-ray on September. That's opinion. <laughs> September fifteenth. <laughs> I, I guess it's opinion. Bet you his governor's an idiot. <laughs> I guess if you're a white supremacist, then he's decidedly more cuddly. Um, a <laughs> Tremors, Shrieker Island. The seventh installment in the classic Tremors franchise is coming to DVD and Blu-ray on October 20th, and we just got a new synopsis for the film. So here we go. When a group of wealthy trophy hunters genetically modify graboid eggs, bad idea, to create the ultimate hunting experience, it isn't long before the prey escapes the confines of their small island and begin terrorizing the inhabitants of a nearby island research facility. The head of the research facility and her second-in-command, Jimmy who I'm pretty sure is played by John Heater. Yep. 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 Uh, Locate the one man (laughs) who is an expert in killing graboids. Who? The one and only, and now reluctant, Bert Gummer. Uh, Once on board, Bert leads the group in an all-out war against the larger, faster, and terrifyingly intelligent graboids and the swiftly multiplying shriekers. Sounds sounds like a Tremors movie, dude. I'm so in. (laughs) And they just dropped a trailer for this. Did they? And we now have a trailer show, James. <gasps> we have a show where we watch trailers. I guess we really should Expect get back to that for uh, episode two, I suppose. Yeah. And that's all we got for blues. All right, cool. Uh, last bit here is uh, during his master class over the weekend at the Fantasia Film Festival, John Carpenter let it slip that his monumental film, The Thing, uh, is uh, still actively being... Uh, remade over at Blumhouse. Uh, he mentioned that Jason Bloom is going to be working on it. And before you get all upset, mm. this is not the first time we've heard about this, uh, you may recall that earlier this year, um, as Bloody Disgusting points out, uh, earlier this year it was announced that a film adaptation of Frozen Hell was in the works. Uh, Frozen Hell was the newly unearthed, expanded version of John W. Campbell's uh, novella, uh, Who Goes, Who Goes there, there, which yeah. is where the thing came from. Right. So... It sounds like this new this new um, version of it is not going to be a remake of the thing. It's kind of like a remake of the source material. If that makes sense. Okay. And there's so much. There's a lot more. So to that's it. actually similar to what John Carpenter did because John Carpenter's version of 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 the John Carpenter's the thing was his own 
vision based off of the original novella. Yeah, it's he, not really based off. It's not a. It's not a remake of the thing from a different. Uh, the thing from another world. It's. It's. He went back to the source material and made his own story off of it. Yeah, I know that he was a big fan of the Howard Hawks original, the thing from another world. I know yeah, he oh, was yeah, a huge definitely. fan of that and never wanted to touch it. Um, and I think that he absolutely succeeded in making his own version of that story. Right. Um, so it sounds like this, though, because the, because of the added um, expanded version of this, the Frozen Hell version of it, yeah. like there's way more to it. This could be outside of Outpost 31. That could only be a small part of the story. There could mm-hmm. be a beginning and a different ending. There, we could finally find out, even though you know we know because we're smart um, and we we figured it out. We know. Let's follow the follow the J and B. Finally, find out who's who's actually the 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 thing at the end. Follow the J and B. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I I still I looked into this just a few days ago because I was making that wallet based mm-hmm. on the and so I started down the rabbit hole. I'm I'm reading different fan theories and stuff. Nobody has had the same theory as you. Well, listen, I got in trouble for this before. It's not just my theory. It was me and roommate Jen. We pieced it together. Oh, that bitch. We pieced it together ourselves. She was probably reading off a script though. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She got real upset with you about that. <laughs> Love you, Jen. But um, no, I, I agree with you, though. No one else has said it. But it's true. Follow yeah. the booze. Yeah, you bunch of dum-dums. Follow the booze. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. That's our whole life. We follow the booze. And we get killed by aliens. <laughs> that's 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 our ultimate end. I'm, I'm cool with it if you are, totally. honestly. Totally. I'm fine with it. As long as I get to say welcome to Earth right before, <laughs> right before they take me. <laughs> That's that's all I care about. <laughs> Fantastic. Speaking of being welcomed to Earth to- tofu, <laughs> welcome to tofu. That's what they say in like vegan restaurants. Welcome to tofu. <laughs> welcome to to <laughs> welcome to tofu, bitch. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Where we're going to be talking about a couple of movies uh, about making movies. Yeah. 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 Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> is there anybody better? Oh, like, just, honestly. just saying names. Oh. Is there anybody better than John Malkovich? He's, he's so bizarre and I love it. He's He honestly is... I don't think that he gets... He gets a lot of love. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that he gets enough love, though. No. I really don't. No. Like, has he... Look this up, look this up real quick, because I really don't know. Has he won an Academy Award for anything? Hmm. I don't think that he has, but he should have. Wouldn't it be funny if he won an Academy Award for being John Malkovich? Oh, be- that would how many that lev- would be how many levels would that work on? <laughs> that would be like the most meta award <laughs> on the face of the earth, and I would be in whole support of it. <laughs> uh, let me see here. So I don't think that he has. Keep talking while I'm looking I, for. Um, it. Holy shit, he's got a lot of credits. Oh yeah. Good oh Lord. yeah. Dude works. Uh, <laughs> the dude works. And it it lists him as six is six foot. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that he was monstrous, but he's not apparently. He's taller than me, so it's monstrous to me. It's an inch shorter than me, though. No, well, 
we can't all be as cool as you, James. Hey, man. Speaking of things I that are cool, am, Shadow know? of the Vampire ah. from the year 2000. We'll make it up to you in the year 2000. All right, we're not going to go on a silver chair binge again. Um, Shadow we, of the Vampire can, can, from can we please? 2000, uh, directed by E. Elias Merhinge. Um, oh, I thought I, it was directed by John Malkovich. It was not directed by John <laughs> Malkovich. Um, I've never actually heard of Elias Merhinge before. Um, and it's I, marriage. Is it marriage? They just okay. call it, yeah. It's... Marriage. <laughs> marriage. Um, yeah, I don't think he's done too much other stuff, honestly. Marriage is what brought them together today. <laughs> um, if you've never seen Shadow of the Vampire, Shadow of the Vampire is the fictitious story about the making of the real-life movie Nosferatu from the very early 1900s. Uh, the German expressionist film you know, that was basically Dracula, but not because... The um uh, the Stoker because... estate wouldn't give them the rights to make it, so yeah. they just changed the name and did it anyway. Right, gotta love that. That's that's <laughs> that's how most things are done these days. I think still actually <laughs> most most ideas. Oh, you won't give me the yeah. you won't give me the rights. I'll just change a couple no, names and then these fuck days you. they don't even ask for the rights. They just steal ideas and make new shit. Oh yeah, that's that's Hollywood. Yeah. Anyway though, um, synopsis here: the filming of Nosferatu from 1922 is hampered by the fact that its star Max Schreck is taking the role of a vampire far more seriously than seems humanly possible. That's a good synopsis. It doesn't, is doesn't yeah. give too much away, even though they don't really hide. They don't really bury the lead too much in this movie well it's pretty but, i mean they they do to a certain extent like because yeah i guess no one knows for, who for, he is for, at for the entire and... you know first two acts of the movie or at least the first act and a half or so um morneau who is john malkovich just tells them uh max shrek is a character actor he's a method actor mm-hmm. and he completely he, he completely immerses himself in his role sure so when we're there, you will never see him out of makeup. You will only refer to him as Count Orlock, and he will only act as such. Which, so it's like which a, they don't follow that rule very often. They call him Max a lot in the in the they movie. They do, yeah. Well, because you got to imagine if you were part of this cast or crew, you'd be like, yeah, okay, bud. You yeah. know, like yeah. I'm not this taking guy, this seriously. This guy's a fucking loon. Which he acts like a loon. Here's the thing. <laughs> he Here's the thing. So, I, real quick here, John Malkovich plays director F. W. Murnau, um, and I love that these are all real characters too. Like they're real people. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a it's kind of a cool blend of uh, of reality and fiction here. Yeah. Uh, John Malkovich plays F. W. Murnau, um, or Mur- yeah, Murnau. Murnau. Um, yeah. Willem Dafoe, the great Willem Dafoe, plays Max Schreck or Count Olaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uda Kjo. Count, not Count Olaf. That's, that's, that's from a series of unfortunate events. It's Count Orlock. Orlock. <laughs> Count Orlock. Uh, he could have played that too in all yeah, sure. Uh You have Udo Kjo, who oh, plays... Oh, it's uh, a great Udo Kjo. Udo Kjo. You can't have a German movie without Udo oh, Kjo. I love you, Udo you Kjo. Uh, you have Albin... He plays Albin Grab. You have uh, Kerry Elvis, who... I can't figure out who the fuck he plays because dude can't hold an accent to save his life. He, come, um, he comes in at first and he has a German accent. And then within the first five minutes, he's talking like he has a... <laughs> we should have shot it in slow-mo. <laughs> like he sounds like... He sounds Spanish, like straight up. He goes from German to Spanish in one sentence. It's, it's, it's actually... It's, Not Spanish, more Mexican, really. Like, it's impressive. Like like, uh, like Guillermo from... Yeah. He, like, he sounds like Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. <laughs> And then I realized we should have shot it in slow mo. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's not a German accent. What are you doing? But but then you brought up in, a good point. Like old, when you 
in in future Germany, at least from when this was taking place in future Germany, you'd get killed for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought up a good point when you listen to Carrie Alwis's real life uh, uh, accent. Yeah, that kind of even sounds like it's all over the no, place. No, because he's from England, right? He I, he is English. Yeah, he is English, and his um, accent sounds like somebody doing a very poor English accent. <laughs> he's from Westminster, London, England. It's it's bizarre. But yeah, like, but even that seems like it's fallen. It's like he's played so many roles that he doesn't know who he is anymore. He's having know? an existential crisis. Like he doesn't know who he is anymore. Um, you have Catherine McCormick who plays Greta Schroeder, uh, Eddie Izzard who plays Gustav. I knew, see. I knew that Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard was in this movie, mm-hmm. and then I watched the entire movie and didn't realize until the end that he's the he main was lead. The, he was the character who he was playing. Yeah. I'm used to seeing him with a goatee. See, I was not overly familiar with him so i couldn't i couldn't have placed him with a name i mean anyway. you've seen him in things though oh i'm sure i have and he's all and yeah and he's and, and he's known for his comedy and stuff mm-hmm. like that too but uh um yeah i i had no idea that was him until literally the credits started rolling i go mm-hmm. oh that was eddie Hazard. yeah um so yeah so like I said, this is the movie or uh this is the movie about the making of the movie nosferatu mm-hmm. um it's it's interesting because you have willem dafoe who's playing Nosferat, or playing Count, Count Orlock, Count, Count Olaf, and <laughs> I'm just, just going to go with it now. Um, and it's funny because you would think that the character of Count Orlock would be a lot more serious and a lot more dark, mm-hmm. right? But he's not. Like he's almost comedic in a lot of his his <clears throat> presentation. Well, see, I think he's like a crotchety old man vampire. But is what think, he is. But think about what you're like. You're thinking that he would be more serious because that's what Hollywood has told you about vampires. Sure, like they're very serious and mm-hmm. they're very gloomy all the time. But like, why? Right? Why? They're just know. normal people who happen. Well, they're to not be, people. They're vampires. But he was a normal person who happened to be turned into a vampire. So at some point in time, he was a normal person with a normal person's sense of humor, a normal person's life, like everything, a normal person's sensibilities, everything about him. So if, why would that change after, like, just because you kill people and drink their blood doesn't mean you automatically have to become all about doom and gloom. That's true. If Buffy the Vampire vampire Slayer taught me anything, it's you, you hold on to a little bit of your, uh, exactly. your, your human side. So, okay, I actually, so I actually really like that about Count Orlock. Like, I like the fact what I expected, that he, though. like, the, the one, <laughs> there's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie was, it was pretty far into the movie, but, uh, Everybody on set has kind of started to realize that he is he's a weirdo. Like he's definitely really kind of uh immersed himself completely in the role and they're even starting to have doubts about his sanity and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then uh it's uh Udo Kier and um I can't remember who the other guy was. It was the guy that was playing uh I can't remember who it was. Doesn't matter. Uh yeah, it doesn't matter. Um but he he walks up on them and they're they're sitting outside they're waiting for this is after the intro the intro to our episode where he has destroyed the photographer right mm-hmm. um and they they're just sitting there waiting for the new photographer to come in from Berlin so they have a few days on set where they're just not doing anything so Udo Kier, Udo Kier and this other guy are just like sitting and just getting drunk. Yeah, and oh. <laughs> Count Orlock comes out of the shadows. This is one of my favorite scenes. He, he walks just, up, 
And he is kind of doomy and gloomy. He's hundreds and hundreds of years old, so he's got a different way about him. But then he sits down like one of the boys. Yeah, but uh, but then he sits down and he like grabs the bottle from Udo Kia and he like starts chugging out of it. And they're just talking about kind of normal stuff, even though his, you know, his sense of what is normal is a little off. It's a bit skewed. And then all of a sudden a bat flies by and he grabs it out of the air, rips its head off and drinks its blood. And then... They're all inside. They're looking. I'm like, what the fuck? Gets up and walks away. And Udo Kier's, Udo Kier's character. Uh, um, what the hell was his character's name? Uh, Udo was uh, uh, Grau. Yeah, Grau. Elden. Uh, Elben Grau. He walks away after drinking the blood of a bat, and he just goes, "What an actor." <laughs> he's he's really lost. He's so impressed he's, by him. He's really lost himself in the in the in the in the role, <laughs> like. I thought that was one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. I loved mm-hmm. it. Um, no, it it really was great because it, it shows a different side of Olaf or, or Orloff that Orlock. I keep saying Orlock. <laughs> God damn it! Just call him Nosferatu. Nosferatu or, or Shrek, whatever. whatever. Um, yeah, Olaf is also a snowman. It's definitely not uh, not him. Yeah, could be though. What if you mix the two together? Count Olaf. He's a snowman vampire. <laughs> I don't get that joke, but uh, isn't Olaf from Frozen? Um, it'll make sense when I'm older. Frozen humor. You won't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. You're right. That's for the frozen crowd out there. What's that scary red line? Uh, I put a marker in there. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure we were actually recording because we weren't earlier when we tried to record and we had to go back. I think, and... I think we're moving still. Yeah, we are. There's look at the big clock. Yeah, but hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, we're moving. We're good. Are you sure? Yeah, we're good. You're sure? Yes, we're good. Okay, well, I'm going to... Put it, nope, nope, nope. That's not. Stop what I putting to do. scary red lines in there. God dang it! Yeah, stop doing weird stuff, dude. You're like, okay, no, we're good. All right, all right, no, we're, all right. Good. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I'm gonna we're put good. a marker in here. We're good. All right. See, now I know where to go back and edit stuff. Don't you edit out my frozen joke? I don't you dare. I might. Um, some some people, <laughs> aka my wife, will get that joke. <laughs> um, but uh, <sighs> yeah, I um. <laughs> I uh I really liked this movie like it, it was it was cool how they they would go into the uh like they they'd be on set and they would do the every time they said okay Iris in yeah that's when uh that sort of what do they call it on Instagram the uh filter uh, no not the not the filter it's um what's the thing that darkens the corners vignette vignette yeah it was like the vignette like the iris would come in and We're speaking in instagram filters now <laughs> for fuck's sake well it's kind of what it is like to relate to yeah you know yeah. other people who might be listening to this but like the iris would come in it would darken the edges and then everything would go to black and you white were basically watching and now the you're film. all of a sudden watching yeah that Nosferatu. was that was actually really really cool um i love how they went in and out of the footage that they were yeah. actually shooting to yeah. kind of move the story forward yeah very I cool thought that was great um there was a lot of the footage that you almost until you see their actual faces. If you haven't seen, like I haven't watched Nosferatu in and it's been forever. a few years for me. Um, and I'm sure the quality, if I were to put them back to back, it'd be very obvious which one was which. But having not seen it for a long time, yeah, there's parts of it where I actually thought they were showing the original footage. But I do believe at the very end they did show original Nosferatu footage. There was there. It, it was, I think it, it had to have been. Otherwise, sh- it was a great. It was a shot on the ship, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It was when they were like busting open his uh, coffin, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it looked very authentic. But I think they used part. Yeah, I think they used part of the actual um, Nosferatu film. 
but they recreated it really, really well. Yeah. Um, it was it was great, and like, it was it was cool to watch the the process too of because it was a silent film. Uh, the director Marno mm-hmm. John Melkovich could speak to the actors the yeah. entire time, so it wasn't necessarily like basically like, giving them acting cues they, as they're going. They did have lines that they were supposed to speak to each other, but they were kind of loosey goosey. And essentially, what it was is they had a basic outline of what the scene was going to be, and then he just told them what to do, and they mm-hmm. did it on the fly. It's a you don't really think about that when you think of silent film actors and stuff like but that's pretty that's that's actually how they did it and it's it's pretty impressive mm-hmm. to be able to sort of adjust your performance on the fly like that because you're being barked orders from the side you know what i mean yeah that's pretty cool and it, when you go back and if, if that's how they really did it and i believe that it is it's it's interesting if you go back and watch any silent movies like they're mannerisms are a little bit weird and jerky and i wonder if it's because someone's telling them okay now look up Oh, like yeah, they're really jerky because of it because they're reacting to what somebody else is. Uh, is well, saying. It's, well, it's also probably a holdover <clears throat> from the the transition from stage to film, right? Because yeah. oh, yeah. when you're a stage when you're a stage actor, all of your movements are really like over the top and mm-hmm. you know like very because you have to emote in a way that's. Uh, like grand enough so that the people in the the nosebleed seats can see what you're doing you know what i mean so it's probably a holdover but also like you said having somebody tell you orders from the side and then you kind of having to react in the moment it's it, it would automatically be sort of over overdone a little bit Overdone. I don't know if it's overdone, but it's not natural because you're getting it and then you're reacting. You know, it's right. not it's not a natural movement. It's a reactive movement. Right. Um, but that's that's kind of what gives those old silent movies their charm too. Yeah. The way they move, the way just the way the camera moved, the way the the, the footage looked because it was not great. You know, like it's yeah. all charmed the era, and I love it all. Um, and that's one of the things I really liked about uh, um, <clears throat> Willem Dafoe's max shrek as count orlock like even when the cameras weren't rolling he still had that uh he still had that sort of over exaggerated movement to him like he's him like he'd be yeah it was almost like the character of of nosferatu from the movie was you know what you see is what you get you know what i mean well and that's the idea yeah yeah and like so like he'd be walking through his cave and he would have his like one hand clutched to his chest and mm-hmm. his and his long ass fingernails just pointed up into the sky, like w- slowly walking through his cave. I thought just it was part of the way he moves. It then. was really cool. It's like it gives you, you know, it's like like what you saw in the film was not over over dramatic dramatized over dramatized dramatized because Dra- oh dramatized dramatized because <laughs> that's the word because you were getting exactly what what he was like yeah. that was he was being his true authentic self yeah. i thought that was kind of a cool way of looking at it no it was i i i do love too how like so fw murnau uh he knows that max shrek is a vampire yeah, Doc, he, had, yeah. he had heard he had heard stories about him when he was like a kid or something like that and when he was re- uh when he was looking for locations for the film he heard stories about it and he he basically sought him out and found him and he, hired him made a deal with him basically somebody gave him a book right yeah somebody yeah somebody gave him a book with like these tales of of where you could find these creatures mm-hmm. yeah and he remembered about it years later and actually like I said sought him out made a deal with Max Shrek where or with 
Orloff that um or luck or <laughs> orlock basically that he would sacrifice his lead actress to him if he did this movie greta schroeder that was basically it yeah um which is what a dick move <laughs> what a dick move um and and, and it's crazy because he's here he is hiring like casting a legit monster right yeah and he's talking back to him and like Getting all up in this monster. F.W. Murnau had some balls if this was real. Like, I don't think I'd have the balls to go up to a fucking vampire and start bossing him around and like, give him shit. There was a turning point, though. And that, and that was another one of my favorite scenes, like, where he... It was after... Uh, so he had already killed or at least severely injured the uh, director of photography. Mm-hmm. And he had messed a couple other people up on set when they were in, uh, where were they in, in uh, they were in some Russian province. They weren't in Transylvania or anything like that. But wherever they originally were filming, like yeah. wherever Count Orlock actually was. Um, and then they made their way to Berlin mm-hmm. or wherever the second location was. And he, where they were he staying, they were staying at the hotel, yeah. Kind of thing. And yeah. he went down into that little cellar, and he he confronted him, and he actually like he got up in his face and like grabbed him by the by the shirt collar and pinned him against the <laughs> against the rock oh. wall. <laughs> he pinned him against the rock wall, and then the camera tipped with the two of them, mm-hmm. and you see like you see like uh, Murnau trying to be like strong arm Orlock, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just see this frail little pale weirdo just <laughs> without putting his hands on Murnau, yeah. they 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 started to turn up upright yeah and then it, so it was see, like he was you could see it was like he was using Orloff his powers to control, push back yeah. against and then he and then that's where the whole thing just kind of changed like he scared the shit out of their Murnau. their entire dynamic shifted in that moment it's almost like yeah it was almost like um like orloff was <laughs> orlock to- oh my god <laughs> Orlock, it was like he was just toying with him the entire time, and it's like, okay, I, I've grown tired of this. Right now, you're gonna listen to me. Right, basically, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I, I love this movie. It's great. It's, it's more of a drama than it is a horror movie. Um, but being that it is about one of the most famous horror movies probably ever made, yeah, it, it definitely fits our purposes. <laughs> it's more um, of a, it's more of a drama and a comedy. A dramedy. Honestly. It's almost like a dramedy. It is like a horror inspired drama. There's some really funny moments in it. Uh, the last few minutes gets really dark though. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it and it and it's not necessarily because of uh, Orlock. It's uh, it's it's kind of in watching uh, Murnau finally like reach his peak of insanity like he wants so badly to make the most authentic the most groundbreaking vampire film that he's willing willing to do anything yeah yeah he's willing to take extreme measures so like he's putting the the lives of his cast and crew well then you have danger and then (laughs) and then you have carrie elwes and udo kier who who finally unravel what's going on yeah and they have no choice but to go along with it too right because they realize they're stuck on this island they can't leave the plane that brought them there this little twin or single engine scrap heap that they they flew in on is out of gas right so like there's no boats or anything like that they're stuck there they have to get this done 
in order to leave. Right. And so they basically they basically come to grips with the fact that they're going to sacrifice the lead actress. Mm-hmm. They're just going to do it. But then they have a change of heart right at the end. Yeah. Carrie, uh, Carrie Elwes tries to jump in and protect her. He gets killed. And then the same thing with uh, Udo Kier. And, the, and meanwhile, you've got Malkovich, Murnau. Running the just camera. rolling camera and, and kind of... He's in like a trance almost. He is. He's like... It's weird. It's, it's, it is it's really weird. That's why I said it got dark. It, mm-hmm. He almost like like disassociated at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he could no longer tell the difference between what was going on in frame and what was actually happening. And there was a, there was a line in the movie about that... Uh, I can't remember what he he said something like if it's not on if it's not in frame it's it doesn't exist. So oddly enough, that is a quote that FW FW Murnau told Hitchcock at the beginning of Hitchcock's career. And oh, in real life. And Hitchcock repeated that line up until like the 70s, like really? the late 70s when he was still filming, yeah. Wow. So that that, that was a lot that was very er, fa- early 70s. Early 70s. I think uh, it was still. It was a very famous line that they got passed down from F.W. Murnau to Hitchcock. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and he kept that uh, kept that alive. Yeah. That's really cool. I um, I thought it was interesting too that um, and good on Willem Dafoe. That scene at the very end where he is, um, chomping down on uh, Catherine McCormick's neck, and 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 aggressively feeling up her 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 teat. <laughs> Apparently that shot that shot was in the movie for a couple of cuts here and there, mm-hmm. right? Apparently that shot lasted in filming for more than a full five minutes. Uh, that's about how long it was in the movie too. Yeah, it was cut it was, up. It was, it was definitely was pretty cut up. long in the movie. Yeah. So you know what? You know what? Good on Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Good on Count Horlock. <laughs> I guess I'd say. I'd more like, say Count Horlock, am I right? I'd say more more good on oh on, on Catherine McCormick for being able to withstand being felt up by <laughs> Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe for five minutes. Yikes! It's those eyes, man, get you in a trance. Um, no, she was great too, though. We didn't even talk about uh, Catherine McCormick's character. She's great. She plays this uh, this actress who's like super uppity. Greta Schroeder. Greta Schroeder. She's uh, she's in a relationship, I think, with Murnau, right? Um. Yeah, that's, she's in a relationship yeah. with Murnau, so she's got that going on. But she's like a total socialite. Like brings her dogs with her everywhere. Like she's she was like the Paris Hilton of her day. <laughs> it's kind of the best way to describe her. You know, she she goes in. She, she comes into this rinky dink town where they're shooting the movie, and she's like, "Is there anything here that even vaguely re- resembles a cabernet?" <laughs> like, like she's cabaret. got like, a cabaret, cabaret, cabaret. I thought it was cabernet. No, she meant like a like a club, like a cabaret. Oh, I thought she was talking about a wine. I thought she was asking for a drink. Are you sure? I think, I'm pretty sure she said cabaret. I don't think. I thought it was. We'll check this. This will be a correction for next. I'm week. guessing it's not that hard to find a cabernet <laughs> anywhere you go. I don't know, but um, point is though is like she's like I said, social light or whatever. She doesn't really want to be there. She'd rather be acting in stage. But Murnau has convinced her to come and do this movie. Little does she know, because he's going to kill her at the end, sacrifice her to uh, <laughs> to Shrek, but. Not not the Mike Myers Shrek. That'd be a weird twist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's great though. Like her her whole performance in this movie is fantastic. Uh, it's you almost you almost feel bad for her at the end, but she's just annoying enough to where you almost don't. 
Kind I felt, of. <laughs> no, I definitely felt pretty bad for her because they... She, so I'm alone in that? Well, just whether or not she's uppity, who cares? But, like, she comes into this last scene and she finally sees uh, Max Shrek for the first time and she's horrified by him. And then they go to film the scene and <laughs> Murnau comes over and he's like... Like she, oh, she catches a glimpse of uh, Shrek in the mirror and realizes oh, he yeah. doesn't have a reflection. She's like, "What the fuck? Like, what? This isn't right. I don't want to mm-hmm. do this." So for now, instead of you know being a good guy and just sort of getting out of the situation, comes over and gives her a sedative. <laughs> no, yep. great. Now we can film this scene, and then yep. she literally she just gets completely sacrificed. Yeah, by the 100%. end, it's, it's, it's crazy. Part of me when I was watching it, I'm like, they're not gonna let him sacrifice her like that's not gonna happen right There's, someone's gonna swoop in or whatever it's gonna be you know a happy ending no it's really not it's really not a happy ending the only person that survives in that room is fw yeah and does he really because I, mean, I i think his brain is like broken well, by the end sure but like, there's a bunch of the other crew and townspeople that finally open a door and get right. them out of there and all this but uh and that's what brings about the death of of uh orlock yeah yep um yeah, I I, I, love I, I like these movies that sort of rewrite history, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, alternate history. Alternate history. It's kind of like... I, it's I to- a requel, I to- if you will. <laughs> I told you that I recently finished uh, the show Peaky Blinders. Yeah. And that's kind of the same. Like, it's it takes place in a, a point in history where there were, there were a lot of, like... Like, the show actually has a lot of... A lot of the antagonists are real-life people. Sure. And some of them are killed off in the second season in, like, 1919. But, like, one of the guys who is an antagonist who's killed off in 1919 actually lived until 1943 in real life. Oh, okay. So it's like you're taking... It's like fan fiction. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you're taking this horrible person from real life and you're kind of doing well, with them what you wish would have, have happened. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think it's cool. I kind of like these things that mm-hmm. take history and sort of bend it to their own will and... Yeah, tell you tell you a totally different story. It's just a really interesting look at and and a different version of Nosferatu, though. You know, like, like yeah. as a horror fan, I think most people have seen Nosferatu at least once at some point in time. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of cool to get this 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 sub story, if you will, well, to the making of the movie. It's kind of a cool play off of the the folklore behind because wasn't there a wasn't there a rumor that Max Shrek was actually. Because he did it so convincingly, yeah. Yeah, like there he was had a, been like a stage actor though, and all that yeah, stuff. Like there was, was a rumor that Max Shrek, because he played Nosferatu so convincingly, that he he was an actual vampire. So yeah. this is kind of taking that idea and just running with it, mm-hmm. which is cool. I yeah. like it. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more else to say about it. It's it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely check it out. It's um, it's it's John Malkovich is worth his weight in gold. Honestly, in this movie, as it, is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it's it's worth it for the two of them to begin with, and if you want to just see Carrie Elwes fail at accents, that's fun too. <laughs> that's it's always a good time. I thought we should, I thought we should have shot it in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird. Oh. Okay. So, um, moving on. That is it for the the Shadow of the Vampire. (laughs) Moving on to our second movie, One Cut of the Dead. This is from 2017. uh, Directed by... Shinichiro Ueda. That's pretty close. Pretty good? Shinichiro Ueda. Yeah. Okay, this is going to sound 
horribly offensive probably but but shinichiro sounds like something that i would be delicious at a restaurant (laughs) (laughs) does it not like i'll take the shinichiro (laughs) just (laughs) you you just you're thinking of the word churro probably yeah yeah it it, it sounds he sounds this man sounds delicious that's That's what i'm trying to say (laughs) it's a totally different part of the world mike (laughs) <laughs> Not if you're Carrie Elvis. Um, okay, let's see here. <laughs> Things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility facility when they are attacked by real zombies. Um, okay. I had never seen this movie before. This was a first-time watch for me. Sames. Uh, this movie got um, great reviews by most people that I know that have seen it. Yeah. People loved it. Yeah. I really was not a fan of this movie. You're joking, right? I'm not joking. You're... Um, I started. I started to turn around. <laughs> I started to turn around in the third act when things started to make more sense. But uh, I, the first, so this movie you can break this movie into thirds, right? There's basically three acts to the movie. There's there's the film, because we'll, we'll get into why this is the way that it is. But there's the film in the first act. Yeah. There's basically the behind the scenes making of in the second act and then there is the production in pre-production in the second act, production in the third act. Yeah. Um I found the first act which is the finished movie, which is weird because you see the actual finished product first. Yeah. It makes sense when you get to the end, but it's a bit weird to begin with. Yeah. Cuz you don't know exactly what you're watching. Yeah. Um I found that first third of the movie to be a bit insufferable like i was so bored watching it that was the that was the point well not bored but i was no i was literally bored like i was like i just like i just want this to be over like i i couldn't get into what they were doing now that i now here's the thing now that i hold on man now that i understand what it was the fact that like the fact that it was a did you not pick up on it within the first like two minutes that it was a oneer the entire time, yes, and the fact that they pulled off a thirty-six minute oneer in and of 30, itself, thirty-seven is minutes. Wor- give them credit. A thirty-seven minute oneer is extremely impressive. The problem was, and and again, you understand this when you see the end of the movie. But the problem with it that I had was that the shot, like the one shot camera, mm-hmm. moved was moving too slow for the story they were trying to tell. Like there were so many starts and stops and starts and stops. And it was like, that was it the... was, but you don't understand the point until you understand it at the end. Yeah. But it's a whole, it's you're, you're pissed off at the first 37 minutes of the movie when there's another hour's worth of narrative. If the first 37 minutes of the movie though, start off boring, it doesn't give me, it doesn't give me reason to continue watching it. So I understand that I understand that the, the idea of it is is because of what happens at the end, and and just to, to just to catch people up here because it's probably very confusing if you haven't seen the movie. The third act where they're actually going through the production, it shows them actually filming the movie, not the actual movie that you the finished movie that you saw yeah. in the first act. You're basically watching them make the movie in the third act, and so you're seeing what caused all of the interruptions. You're seeing what caused yeah. certain things. You're seeing why the camera was static for a couple of seconds, why it was dropped on the ground. Like you're you're seeing all the behind the scenes things that makes the first act make sense. Yeah. But until you understand that, though, it's 
part of part of the the genius of the movie, and I will say there is a little bit of a genius here. Part of the genius, though, backfires at least to a viewer like me. And this is just opinion. I can't imagine I'm the only one that thinks this way. It's it backfires because even though it's a very slick way of doing it, it doesn't keep the viewer engaged for the first. 37 minutes of the movie because like i said I, I found it boring i was engaged because i was picking up on the weird little hiccups the entire time i go I thought, why did i go why did they just like they were just talking about something and then all of a sudden they stopped and had a weird awkward moment of silence and then they all looked to the left for some reason why did they all do that and I, then and then there was an uh, like another part where they <clears throat> where you uh the the guy with the towel wrapped around his head you see he's just him. sitting there. He's I made a note sit- about that. He's yeah. just sitting there the whole time, and <laughs> I you did go, that guy, you though. go, you go. This guy, there's a zombie attacking these people, and this guy's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, he tries to make some weird, half-assed escape. Why does that happen? Like, I, I did notice all of that. I did. The thing is, though, is that this is a, so. This is a Japanese movie, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that it is too terribly unfair to say that there are a lot of. There are a lot of things that happen in foreign films that don't translate, and I I thought that it was a case of that, is what I honestly thought that it was, and so it wasn't. Honestly, I did too, but then that didn't make it interesting though. But thinking that they thinking that they were just things that didn't work doesn't make it interesting to me. It wasn't until like you said, but you then see when the you end- but then when you see the end result, and you think back on the beginning, and you go, oh man. I thought that that was something that was lost in translation to me, but it was literally just it was it was literally just a drunk guy that they couldn't handle. That was like it, I understand that, and like I said, when you see the end of the movie, it makes the beginning make that much more sense. I just think that if you're going to, for a first time view, when you're watching it, it doesn't come off all that great. Is all I'm saying. Oh man, I just couldn't disagree more. I, I actually I actually planned on coming in here and saying that I dislike this movie as a joke because I thought for sure that you would get on my case no, about it and no, and, <laughs> and I, now you actually do dislike it and I and loved, I'm gonna get on your case no, about it. don't You're crazy don't my, dude don't get on my fucking case it's an opinion oh I'm definitely gonna get on your case this is I uh, love the third act I thought the third act was actually pretty hysterical I was laughing a lot like I I just the the middle part the middle part two I thought was a bit. You got to know the characters more. Like that middle, the, the second act was more about learning about the characters before they get thrown into the fire of the, yeah. of the third act. Basically, yeah. that was that could have been a little bit less. I guess I don't know. Like I just I felt like because of the way that they staggered the movie, the way that they presented it, the pacing was just really weird throughout this entire movie. Oh, the the third the third act though, where they were actually explaining why things happened, was hysterical. I thought yeah. it was really funny. Yeah. The movie came alive in that third act. Yeah, it really did. Um, I actually think that it would have been more effective though if they would have just gone in order. And I know the idea oh. of the I know that the idea of the movie is to not do that. I understand it. In this particular case, I think for me, it just would have worked better if they would have gone like they show you the production, they show you the super horrendous, you know, uh actual production of the movie, and then you see what actually happened. That to me would be boring. Watching a, th- watch to see to see all the behind the scenes beforehand, and mm. then watching the thirty-seven minute wonder at the end—that would have been boring to me. I, 
which is just, you know, our, our opinions are differing. Sure. Which is fine. Sure. I just think you're crazy. I <laughs> Like, this is honestly, this is one of the coolest, most creative movies I've seen in a long time. I'm not saying that it wasn't. I just, just because it was creative doesn't mean that they, it, was a, it was a home run either, though. You know, it it's not it's not mutually exclusive. No, I know, I know. I, and I, and I and I do agree that I do agree that the movie is super creative. Like it's it's got a really 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 good idea behind it. I think that it could have been fleshed out just a little bit better. That's all. I think that I feel like I'm I'm sitting here dog shitting on this movie. And I don't mean to. Oh, it's I fine. Just, I just went into it expecting maybe it was my expectations. Maybe I went into it expecting something different. Do you know what you were expecting? Um, I knew that it was, well, I mean, just from the synopsis, you know, I knew that it was about a person that was making a movie and there was real zombies. Yeah. That's it. Um, I did, I did like the fact though, that I thought the director was a complete fucking asshole in the beginning. And then you come to find out he's like the nicest dude in the world and he was just acting like, I I go back on that night. And then the lead actor who was like the, uh, in the beginning he was, he was Ken, the Mm -hmm. guy who was pretending to be the zombie with, and then it turns out in real life he was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. like he was some, he was like some young punk actor who's a complete diva and just mm-hmm. a asshole. Yeah. Though you have the wife who like loses, she's quit acting because she becomes a raging psychopath when she's on set, yeah. <laughs> and then she just does it all over again. Like I said, they were. It was funny. I just, I just think if 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 you have a movie that the first, like even if it works in retrospect. A, when I want when I watch a movie, I want to be able to watch it from start to finish and enjoy everything. If I wasn't watching this movie for the sake of the show, mm-hmm. and if I was just flipping through it on TV, right, mm-hmm. and I just happened to see this and I watched 15 minutes of it, I probably would have turned it off in that first 37 minutes. That's I guess that's what I'm saying though. You know, like mm-hmm. there wasn't it was it was it was just bad enough, and I know that was intentional, but it was it, I think it backfired on him. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. I've said that probably a thousand times at this point, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I honestly, I couldn't disagree more with you. <laughs> I, I, like, I, it was the first 37 minutes I was like, because it didn't, it didn't take me, like, I, I should have put together the fact that one cut of the dead meant it was going to be a one the entire time. It took me about... I actually thought the entire movie was going to be a one Well, shot. I did too. It, it took me... I got about five minutes into the movie and I go, oh, they haven't cut at all. This is this is a giant wonder. And, mm-hmm. then, I, and then I go, oh, shit, are they going to do this for an hour and a half? That's really impressive. And then they get to the 37-minute mark and credits start to roll. And you go... I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what, what is happening <laughs> Did you happening pause it here? and check the time frame? Because I did. I'm like, no, what the fuck is... No, I just let it roll. And, and I go, what is happening here? And then all of a sudden, they cut to something completely different. And I go... The whole movie looks different. Yeah. Like, it looks like a way more polished movie. Yeah, it well, like... it goes... Yeah, it goes from being, a like, a shitty, like, cable access, you know, handheld mm-hmm. Warner <laughs> to, a, to a polished film did it did it not sort of feel like a tv show like i felt like this movie could have been part of an episodic series at times i think it was the way that the actors were set up or whatever the way that the scenes were set up it just it felt almost like office like or something like that mm, like i, I could see I this i, I, I could see I could this kind of the setting of like I, the like each season is them making a movie and every day is a different day of production or something i like could that. see that i would actually watch that so yeah. i watched the shit out of that yeah um but yeah, no, I so I so I got thirty seven minutes into the movie because I I I was I was about like 
25 minutes into the movie and I go, so I, about the 25 minute mark, I go, I'm enjoying this so far, but if they do a full hour and a half of just this, I'm, it's going to get old. That's so then, exactly how I was So feeling. then I got to the 37 minute mark and credits start to roll and I go, what the hell is going on? And then it picks up a different storyline, and I go, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, the second that it changed over is where my mood on it did start to change. And it's it's funny that you mentioned what you did, because it's exactly how I felt. Like, there was times where, because I thought that this entire movie was going to be a wanner, because mm-hmm. one cut of the dead, right? Mm-hmm. That's just what I thought, because I knew literally nothing about this. Yeah. I I think part of my, my reservations start happening, because it felt... Instead of it being a long water that was just super impressive, it started to feel tired, and it started to feel like they were just doing it for the sake of doing it, and that it didn't fit what they were doing. But they were. You don't know that, though. You just wait, dude. It's... <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like, I know that like you're saying that, you know, in the first act... You got to the point where you're like, "Oh, this is exhausting." Yeah, it's supposed to be. I but because everything was a complete snafu, which is what you find out later in the movie. If, and then when you find out later in the movie that everything was a snafu, you go back and you go, "Oh wow!" Like it 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 brings a new charm to the first third of the movie that you didn't know was even let's there. Let's meet in the middle and say this. Let's meet in the middle and say this. This movie is definitely you get the full effect having watched it twice. Like, this is a two-watcher kind of movie. Because you're going to understand everything. Because you're going to go back and watch that beginning part of the movie in a completely different way. And it'll be probably a thousand times more enjoyable if you were like me and found it to be exhausting. So I think this is, I think this is the kind of movie where you have to watch it twice to truly kind of absorb everything they're trying to do. I would, I would say that I, w- I will watch this movie again. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. Um, but I also enjoyed it a lot the first time around, which is fine. Like we differ on that. That's but fine. But you're going to watch it differently the second time. You're <coughs> yeah, going to notice a lot. Yeah. More. Oh yeah. For That's sure. what I'm saying. That's yeah. What I'm there's saying. all sorts so, of little like facial expressions and like weird like like now that I know this weird silence was because somebody was off camera holding up a note that exactly, said keep it going, exactly. keep it going. Or the like, very first zombie that you see and he's like sort of stumbling and you don't know why. It's literally because the director is holding him up because the guy's fucking drunk. Right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like stuff like that is going to be way more fun to watch and like the second time around. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, my, and, and, and like the, <laughs> like the. The, the, you know, quote unquote fake zombie puke and like how the, yeah. pop, the pop stars agency didn't want her getting puked on and stuff. And, you know, you think it's all special effects and then you find out it's because the guy was blasted and he was actually puking on people. Mm-hmm. It, that's, I don't know, dude. Like, I just, I didn't really look at, I didn't really take this movie in thirds though. Like, I actually. I don't know how you can't. It was specifically set up to be. I know. I know it was, but that's just not how I viewed it. Like, I, like, I, I watched it and then the the credits roll. I go, what the hell's going on? And then a new thing started and I go, oh, I'm about to get some, I'm about to get some backstory here. So I just sort of, but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy the first 37 minutes. Like, the fact that they were able to pull off a 37 minute oneer with all of this stuff going on, zombies running all over the place, uh, like decapitations, blood splurting all over mm-hmm. the place. And then when you find out that uh, 
that all of the awkward little things that you thought were mistakes in the 37-minute wonder were actually there were actually there for a purpose sure. in the grand scheme of the film. The more we're on, talking about and it, on top, the more I'm appreciating it, the beginning of it, you know? Because we're because I haven't talked about this with anybody think, either. So. Think about think about so so basically what they had to do was they had to go and they had to film the actual Warner, mm-hmm. right? Thirty seven minutes of of a so zombie them four days to do it. I think six takes four days. Six takes, which getting it right on the sixth they, take is pretty good. They got it right on the second take, and they had to redo it because a crew member fucked something up. <laughs> Like one of the cameras wasn't turned on or something. Like there's so they had to redo it again. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. And and I guess one of the thoughts that I remember, and this is just to kind of reillustrate my point. I know we've been arguing back and forth here, but one of the things that I thought about when I was watching it, not knowing what it was, right? So I'm I'm watching this as a first time viewer, is it's really impressive that they did this in a 37 minute one, right? That's super impressive. That being said, all of the actors look like they're acting like they look tired probably because they've done this so many times and like and so like that's what kind of where where my mind was and this is kind of we had mentioned before how and i don't mean anything by this necessarily but like being that like uh being that i've worked on a couple of films or whatever right you've been i we've mentioned now and and people who work on them will say the exact same thing and i don't have the experience that most people do but like once you work on a movie, you watch movies completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I and I wonder if, not only because of the setting of this movie, but like I almost wonder if because of that, there are certain things that bother me more than a different viewer would be. You know, like what? Like I just I watch movies differently. Like I just like I'm paying attention to the uh, to to the energy levels, for example, right? And like they look tired. Or they look like this. Like most maybe normal people wouldn't pick that out you know what i'm saying so maybe there's something to no, that no, like, I, I watched movies a little bit differently than maybe some other people do I so, definitely so pick, that bothers me more i definitely picked up on all of the the weird little the the the, the weird little hiccups in the first 37 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. i picked up on all of it um a part of it was like we said earlier i thought maybe like some of the jokes were going over my head because there was like a cultural divide yeah I was like, well, maybe I just don't get what the joke is here. And that's what made those jokes even funnier at the end is because it was it it was almost like it was almost like me going, I'm I'm fucking stupid because I thought there was a cultural divide when actually they're they were they were experiencing the same thing that I was perceiving on screen. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 everything is completely explainable at the end of the movie. And and it and it makes it that much more funny. Like it, it's funny that you mentioned that you thought that it was a cultural divide because mm-hmm. I actually thought that there was a little bit too. And let's and and let's be completely honest. I don't think that it is unfair to say that there are a lot of movies that don't translate as well as other movies. Like there are a lot of um, like movies that are made for a specific audience. And let's be honest, well, whether, sure. I mean, whether it well, be even, Japanese, I mean, Korean, Indian. Well, look at British. Uh, anything. Look at British, British humor. British sure, humor yeah. compared to American humor. Yeah, completely different. It doesn't always land. I love British humor, but it's it's completely different than American humor. That being said, though, I actually felt like once the third act kicked in, I actually felt like the lot of the jokes and a lot of the humor was actually very understandable to an american audience oh, like yeah. it was very 
close to American humor. Oh, oh totally. It really, really totally. Was. And and even to the point where when you go back and you look at all of the things that were happening in the first act that you thought were uh, sure. you know, like where, where there might have been some sort of cultural divide where sure. you didn't understand what the humor was. It was all completely explainable by what was happening in the third act. And it was all very um um very uh uh relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Honestly, I don't know, dude. I think you need to, I think you need to rewatch this one. This is I so this isn't a horror movie for anybody who's watching. It's a horror comedy. It's got it's got horror elements. Sure. Uh because they're no, de- I, I'd say that it's straight up a horror comedy. It's not a horror comedy though, because there's no it's about re- zombies. There's no real horror. It's about them making a horror movie though. That's close enough. It's a comedy movie. Listen, there's a, a comedy, horror. There's a, a horror movie in this movie. <laughs> it's a, it's a comedy movie about making a horror movie. That's eh, close enough. Uh, this was in a in no joke. I'm not just saying this to like to to uh, go against what you're saying. This is one of my favorite. Uh, comedy movies that I've seen in a long time. It was good. No, I agree. Like I said, the, the third act is great. The third act comes alive and makes a, the whole thing worth it. I guess my... And I sound like a broken record here, but my my one complaint with that first, uh, first act is just that I think they could have had all the same jokes and weirdness of it, right? Mm-hmm. It could have landed in a way that didn't make it seem... It didn't make it seem so um, boring because that's really what it was for me. No, and that's what it was. It wasn't that. It, it wasn't that it was just weird. It wasn't that things didn't seem out of place. I literally was just bored. Like I literally like like the the one shot of it. Even though I know it was intentional, like I I, I get it. The one shot aspect didn't match what they were trying to do on screen. Even though there was a purpose for it, it still took me out of it in that first 37 minutes. And I think to a casual viewer, if you're just watching this and you're, like I said, flipping through the channels or doing whatever, that's not going to keep somebody's attention. And there's a way to do it to keep the attention and still do what you're trying to do. That's all I'm saying. I think that there, I would love to see this movie. I would love to see this movie be remade, not in an American audience. No. I would love to see it be remade just by somebody different to see how they would do it. That's all. Uh, no. That's all. I mean, f- fine. That Yeah, that's okay. I would watch that, but mm-hmm. I disagree. I don't know. I think it was done as well as it can be done. Let's let the dude that like did... The, uh, the, it was so... I, it was, like I, Park Chan Woo, is that his name? The guy that did... Uh, 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 Train of Busan. Um, is, that, is that Park Chan Woo or is that somebody different that I'm thinking of? I don't know. I mean, why though? Like, just, that's a that's a completely different. I just think that it would be interesting to get this type of movie from a from a, a a different storyteller's perspective to see how they would do it. That's all. I just think that it would be an interesting study. That's all. Okay, what would you want different to make it a better movie for you? It's it's that's a tough thing to answer because I'm not saying oh. Sang Ho Yan is is the guy's name. Who's Park? Park Chan Wu is Park Chan is in, uh, or is in uh, Park Chan Wu is from uh, the the host. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Park Park. I'm sorry, it's Chan Wook Park. That's who oh Chan Wook Park. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, though, no, my my point is though, my point is, is that, yeah, no, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're idiots. What? I knew I knew the name. Uh, Chan Wook Park is the guy that did Old Boy. Uh, he did Old Boy and uh, 
Oh, that's probably his most uh, most famous one. The original. Japanese oh, I was old thinking boy, of Korean uh, old boy. Of, I was thinking of Park Gong Du. Okay, he's from the host. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, point is though, no, I I don't. I just, it's not that the director of of this movie did it badly because I don't want to say that because I don't think that it was bad. I just think that it could have been better. That's all I'm saying. Okay, do, uh, so okay, it's an, it's it's an opinion, dude. Like, it's, but it, hold it's on, just a hold feeling on, hold on, that hold I have. On. I don't know how to so, how to properly describe think it. Think about the movie that we watched uh, not too long ago. The uh, what was the the Halloween, the Halloween special that was it, it was it was like a Ghost Watch. Uh, Ghost Watch. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Okay, it was like it was like Ghost Watch because it was a live on air, thirty minute presentation. Mm-hmm. That no matter what happened, you had to keep the cameras rolling and you could not do like everything that you did had to be on the fly. They said, I, I don't know. But that like was they, fun to watch the first time through. That's so the was, thing. I was so never, was I was never bored with that. I was never, I never, I never felt like I wanted more out of that. I don't know. Like I said, oh, it's, God, this is just, this is just a it's just a weird feeling that I have, and it's hard to describe how I feel because it's just a feeling. It's just a gut feeling. I don't know. That's fine. I like the movie. That's don't get fine. me wrong. I like just, I'm not. I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I, it's grown on me more that, now that we're talking about it because I just watched this. I probably the same time you did, like an hour before we started. Yeah. So like I hadn't had time to really digest it or talk to anybody about it. So talking to you about it makes me appreciate it a lot more. <clears> you know. Yeah. Than I did going in. Than I did when we started the show. Uh, that being, that being said though, I think that you still liked it more than me. I loved it, but I really did. I like there, every, everything about it. Like I, even, even in the first 37 minutes when I had doubts about it, I was like, what, where is this going? What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And then knowing that there was a second act, it, it told me even before I had any answers, it told me, well, there's, there's more to this. So I'm just going to hold on. Yeah. You know? No, I get it, dude. I get it. Like I said, I'm I'm not saying that my take is correct. And then it's and then the third act where you actually find out why everything was the way it was, like, I don't know, dude. It just yeah. it was well, we've been harping on this long enough. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of things just real quick before we end here that I did love. Okay. Um there was the dude that we were talking about that uh was just sitting in the one scene when there were zombies attacking and you don't know why he's just sitting there. Yeah. Uh turns out he can't have hard water. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. I love hard water. (laughs) He has to have soft water. Otherwise, he shits his brains out. So the reason the dude's sitting there not moving is because he has to shit the entire time. (laughs) God damn it. These shit jokes, they get me every time. So he's outside, though. The, The director ends up getting him outside. And he's shitting in the bushes while they're applying his makeup to it. It was so funny, man. It was so funny. Like, I was dying at it. Oh, man. So good. I also, I think this movie was probably um, a really fun movie to make. Like, a super fun movie to make. That was kind of another part of it for yeah. me. Like, the whole, the big picture of it to me. Like, I, I thought about... Four or six days. I thought about... Six days they shot the entire movie, or eight days, something like that. I thought about how amazing, like, first of all, shooting the wonder. Shooting mm-hmm. the 37-minute wonder with a real crew like a real cameraman yep. a real crew and everything and the way and they must going, have shot it and then must going have been... back and having to exactly recreate it like a carbon copy 
but with the fake cast and crew, like I just thought that was, I thought it was so cool, so creative. The thing is, 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 is they had to have shot the Wonder just as frenetically as it looked in the third act. Like it had to have yeah. been, right? Yeah. Not maybe not all the mistakes because everything was intentional, but as far as like people running around like crazy, and as soon as the camera turns this way, you're doing Wait, something what do you, off. What camera. do you mean not all the mistakes? Like they well the the mistakes were intentional. Whereas in the third act, they they set them up to be unintentional, and that's what affected the first act. When they were shooting the one or in the first act, they knew what all the mistakes were going to be. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the mistakes were planned out. They were blocked. In in the in the first one, like in the, in the actual yeah, one, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then when and they... then the third act, they could take their time to explain what happened and why it looked that way and this and that. But it must have been a super like frenetic shooting because people are running around like crazy. As soon as that camera turns off of one area, the crew is coming in behind them and doing stuff just for the camera to turn right back and see something different. Yeah. Like that must have been a crazy ass shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine how nuts that was. Planning for this thing, like, yeah, planning it out, and that's another. It's just it was so cleverly done. Like the story, the 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 filming, like I don't know, everything about it was just super clever to me. Yeah, I don't. You don't for a movie that was made for only twenty five thousand dollars. Like this, this thing was so well thought out, so well acted too. When you consider. In the first, in the first third of the movie, where you think like, "Oh God, the acting is really sort of shoddy," yeah, and then you go, "Oh my God, they were acting like they were acting poorly because they On didn't purpose. know what to do because they were thrust into this situation where they had to improv, mm-hmm. and none of them are good at improv." Like yeah. that's yeah, that's so it's brilliant to me. Like I, I don't know, no, I thought it really came together well. Yeah, I'm. I'm torn. You need to rewatch it, dude. You really need to rewatch it. Yeah, like I said, this is definitely a movie. I think, regardless of what impression you have of it, it's a movie that you're going to get more out of watching it twice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said twenty five thousand dollars. This movie reminded me a lot of making Czar Zombie Apocalypse Redemption. Reminded me a lot of it, like hanging out on rooftops and certain shots and doing that. Like a lot of I was like, holy shit! Like this. Like I can remember exactly being on set making that movie. Mm And they spent way more than twenty five thousand dollars on that movie. And, and how much? And movie how much? Mo- and how much movie did Zar make? How much movie did it make? Uh, how much money? How much, <laughs> it made lots. Well, of it movie. made about an hour and a half worth of movie. How much money did Zar make? I have no idea. And how much money did this one make? Uh, twenty five million, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. That's that's just nuts to me. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a good idea, James. So you're admitting that it was a good idea? Oh no, no, I never <laughs> said that it wasn't. I love the idea. I think the idea is actually clever as hell. I really do. Um, I just... It's just the execution. <laughs> okay. You go to hell. Uh, sorry. Do it. Go to hell. All right. I'm going to go to hell. Fine. See ya. Bye. Boy, bye. Well, Mike's in hell. Let me talk to you about how good this movie was. <laughs> uh, but no, like, if you uh, if you don't have Shudder, which uh, you should... It's if only you, $4.99 a month. Yeah, it's only $4.99 a month, so don't be a stupid idiot. Just get it. Uh, it's four ninety nine a month. You have tons and tons and tons of fantastic horror movies. Get it, and then watch this one, and then come back and tell us how wrong Mike is and how right I am. That's fine. You can you can do that too. I'll or how you. wrong I am and how right Mike is, but that's that's highly unlikely. Um, but yeah, that's it for one cut of the dead. That's uh, it. We're we're split on our opinions on this one, but I think we would well, still I think we would still both recommend watching it. Yes, if you liked it. If you liked it, what what give me a give me a rating for you? Honest to God, uh, out of ten, out of ten, I'm gonna give it uh, eight out of ten. 
if you're going to get an 8 out of 10, I would give it a solid 5. A solid 5 is right down the middle. It wasn't bad. I never said it was bad. Right. I just think that there are some things that they could have done better to make it flow better in the beginning. Okay. To make it match how good it was at the end. Sure. That's all. That's, that's that. That's my. That's fine. That's my complaint. So wherever, if we average that out, it's like a six five. Well, really, a five and an eight. We'll go seven, right? No. No, we'll go. Oh, see, it is it's six, six five. five. I, it's it's simple it is six math. five. It's simple it math. Seems James. low though. <laughs> it seems low for the the high marks that I'm giving it. You're really. You're really fucking up my grade here. I am. It's true. All right. So are we uh, choosing some? We are. We are. Oh. We're at the end of the month here. You got the so, you got the mystical. Bud Light I don't box believe up. the mystical Bud Light box. I don't believe hops, barley, water, rice. That's it, baby. Magic. That's it. Um, I don't believe that there is anything pressing coming up in September. Are there any uh, specialty dates that we can uh, do? Avoid? Isn't September Stephen King's birthday? So yeah. we have to do at least one Stephen King episode. Ah. Uh, Okay, we're still gonna pick. If oh, decided, you know what we could do is if we, we could decide do... to swap one. Out. Actually, you know what? Look up his birthday right now. Look up his birthday. Let's do that before we pick. We're gonna do a little on the fly booking right now. Okay. Figure out when his birthday is, and that week we will set aside for a Stephen King, uh, a Stephen King week. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Mike already gave us one. Yeah, he did. Carrie uh, and the Dead Zone. Carrie and the because I have not seen either. Uh, so se- September twenty first. So what's... so the twentieth. We'll do the twentieth. Okay. So September twentieth will be carrying the dead zone then. All right, cool. So we got three to pick then for the rest of the what's, week. What's the uh, what's the theme there besides being Stephen King? It's Stephen King's birthday. It's that's just that's the Stephen, theme. Stephen King. Okay. All right. Fine. That's it. Hey, we did a whole Stephen King month like two years ago. That was really nothing but Stephen King. Yeah. You well. Yeah. But carrying the dead zone, they don't. We need to watch. Um, we need to do a follow-up on uh, Castle Rock Season 2 as well. Oh, I was actually going to suggest we do Castle Rock Season 2 for his birthday, but yeah, whatever. We'll All right, so the first one... So this will be for September 6th. September 6th. This is... Wow, this is very tightly wound. All right, Cult Classics. Okay. This Apo- one yours? Yep. Apostle on Netflix and Race with the Devil. I've never heard of either of these. You've heard I've, of I've, I've heard of Apostle. You've heard of Apostle and you've watched the trailer with me. Looks Are they awesome. Cult classics though? They're about cults. Oh. Uh, that uh, makes sense. Uh, I've never heard of them. Are they really cult classics? All right. So this will be now for September 13th. Sunday the 13th. What do we got here? Oh, hey. I'm, I'm Wait, waiting Friday the 13th? No, it's Sunday the 13th. James. Oh, Sunday the 13th. <laughs> Uh, this is a series retrospective, but it's only one one week because there's only two movies: Swamp Thing and The Return of Swamp. Thing. <laughs> nice. I have been. I already have the beer for this. I have been waiting to pick this out, so I'm pumped on that. It's swamp beer. <laughs> All right. It's just swamp water and <laughs> liquor. <laughs> All right. So and then the twenty seventh, the twenty first, and then the twenty seventh is. <clears throat> Let's see here. What do we got? There's another one of yours. Uh-oh. I can already tell from the handwriting, and it is the need for feed. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm excited about one of these. Yep. The platform and raw. Yeah, they're. I've seen raw. Raw's great. Is it? I loved it. That's not... It's okay. So this was when when raw. That, that one seemed like a gross out movie it's to me. Not, not, that's not, the thing. I'm not super into gross out movies. When that movie came out. All the press was saying that it was one of the most disgusting movies to watch because of the, the what they eat and this and that, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not that bad. Like, I'm, I'm not, not to give any spoilers away. It's a great movie. 
But like, it's not the gross out classic that they're that, that a lot of these people are claiming that it is. Do they get any chunky bits? No, it's nothing like that. Like nothing like that. So all right, all right. So there okay, you go. so and the platform. Yeah, platform. I've I've great. been hearing yep. great things about that movie. So cool. Yep, I'm, excited I'm excited about that one. Well, cool. There's your month of uh, September for you. And the hey, month of September. We're going to be ending this under two hours. Look at that. Look at that. Look at us. You want to talk about something else for a few minutes? Let me talk to you about erectile dysfunction. <laughs> do you have Do you have a, <laughs> Do you have a few few minutes to talk about uh, uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? Uh, no. Uh, Fun the, story. Our, when we our, were living our, in an apartment, our together, Jehovah God. When we were living at an apartment together, actually Scientology. There was there was a guy to talk about bathing your thetans. <laughs> go. I'm sorry, go ahead. There was a dude, a Jehovah's Witness, that would always come to our door at the apartment we used to live at. Yeah. And I had, and I'm not taking claim for this because I saw it somewhere and I just borrowed it. But I was sick of him coming every Saturday morning. They would come by at like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It was super early. Maybe it was nine. That was really early for us, though. Like back <laughs> 10, 15, 20 years ago. That no, wasn't 20 years ago. Like 11 years ago, whatever it was. How long ago did we live in that place? Uh, 2007. So 13 years 13 ago. 13 years ago, yeah. yeah. So nine o'clock in the morning was really early back then, right? I'm still drunk from the night before. <laughs> and, and I needed to get sleep so that I could drink the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much course, how it yeah, worked. That was life. Um, and they would come to our door every Saturday, like clockwork. And I'd, I would never answer the door. And I finally did one morning because I'd heard this great line. And I, I don't remember what comedian said it or whatever, but I totally jocked it, but I used it in real life. And the guy, I opened the door, whatever, in nothing but my boxers. <laughs> the dude had a kid with him. I didn't even know that. Oh, kid, no. kid, kid had to have been around 10, 10, 11 years old or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, I, they have to bring their kids to A, groom them to do that let's be honest they are they're teaching them how to do it <laughs> they're doing that but then i think they also do it for sympathy like because people don't want to slam their doors in the kid's face i think there's some psychology there oh I'll totally slam i think so in the door's face <laughs> <laughs> you're slamming your kid in the door's face yeah. <laughs> just whacking your kid's face against the door <laughs> no so so they answer, they answer the door, or I answer the door in nothing but my boxers that I was sleeping in. My uh-huh. hair is a mess or whatever. And I answer the door. I'm like, what? And he goes, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's a little bit taken aback by me, but he keeps, he's a pro. He keeps, he keeps going on with it, right? And he goes into his spiel about the whole Jehovah's Witness thing. He wants to give me a pamphlet and the whole deal. And I stop him dead, dead in his tracks. I go, oh. I said, I'm sorry, man. Are you, are you selling religion? <laughs> and he, he kind of said something to me. I don't remember what he said. And I said, I'm so sorry, man. You're out of luck. I just bought a ton of Hindu like the other week. I'm full up. <laughs> the dude literally didn't know what to say. Slammed the door. Never came back. Never came back afterwards. I wish I could remember the comedian that I got that from because, like I said, I'm not that clever. But it, it worked. It totally worked in, in a real-life practical setting. I've always wanted to invite them in and then just like gradually get weirder and weirder. <laughs> like like so like suddenly start so 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 uh so hypothetically would I be forgiven if there was six to seven human bodies in my basement right now <laughs> just like get really like get really strange about it start to suggest that you had you know you got you also got to keep like a uh like a small, like not even a small, a large dildo in your back pocket. It's like, 
what does what does your book say about sodomy? <laughs> and when they say when they say that it's bad, you go, sorry about that. Just pull it out of the back of your pants, just, throw it on the table. Just get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> you look at him. Can you hold this? <laughs> That's what you got to do. <laughs> uh, we're going to hell. Yep. All right. James. Hey. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers bud. to making movies and screwing over Jehovah's Witnesses. Going to hell. <laughs> I got no problem with their religion. Just don't come to my door at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's inappropriate. That's it. You, 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 you bug me, I'm going to bug you. It's as simple as that. I'll be available around 3 p.m. <laughs> come then. Come then. <laughs> Jeez, All right, guys. Louise. All right. Try to have a good night. <laughs>